Welcome to another, uh, what do we call them? We call them hot seats, we call them spotlights, we can call them whatever you want to call them, but it's a conversation with either a black belt member or, or a blueprint black belt member about their journey and let's see what we can learn uh, from their journey. Today I'm talking to Mitch Fragar all the way across, the signal is going all the way across to Western Australia from Tasmania. So this is the, the longest distance conversation we've had in one of these spotlights. Uh, <laughs> Mitch, exactly where are you? Because as we were setting up for this conversation, you were parked in the wrong place. Yeah. I am, what would you say, probably a good four and a half to five hours drive north of Kalgoorlie, right up in the sort of great Victorian desert. Okay. And, and, even though you're, you're all the way up there and you'd think there'd be plenty of space up there, you've parked in the wrong place. Yeah, well, I've, I very promptly got told that I parked in the supervisor's <laughs> parking spot when I arrived on site. And you obviously don't have supervision, so you couldn't park there. No, I got totally, kindly told to move. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. I really should have recorded it, folks, because we could have had our first coming to blows recorded on a, on a hot seat. Yeah, it would have someone been. was going to get punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it would have made great listening. But anyway, uh, quickly tell us about your, your business, because it's, it's not the traditional uh, home building domestic type business, but it's a building business regardless. Yeah, we um, when we first started up here in the gold fields, we were doing a lot of residential, mainly extensions and renovations. And because we're surrounded by such heavy industry, which is i.e. the resources sector, um, we made the decision to niche and we dropped the residential side of things and more focused on commercial and mining. So we are now a building company that services the mining industry and the heavy commercial industry, basically doing um, site accommodation, administration, commercial refits, things like that. Yep. And you've been doing that for some time now. uh, And one of the reasons that I wanted to talk to you is that you have made tremendous progress. And one of the things that we've, we've been discussing in Black Belt or we do it every week at a minimum, is sharing wins, sharing lessons, so everybody in the gang can move further faster by not having to make the same mistakes and learning from other people's experiences. Um, Now, you were uh, in this space, I believe, before Black Belt, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were were already doing a lot of mining stuff before you, uh, you joined our gang. Yeah, yeah, we were, but we were spread thin. So whilst we were still doing a lot of the residential stuff, we were also tapping into the mining stuff. And whilst we were doing a little bit of everything, we were doing nothing well. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, that, that was sort of a beautiful segue into my first real question, which is what were the problems you were experiencing back then? What, what, what? What were your thoughts and feelings about your business at that stage? Well, it's funny how you look back over the past years. I think when we joined with you, it was 2017 or 18 or something. I can't remember now. But since we've joined up, you sort of have this sort of blinding flash of the obvious where everyone sort of joins a group like this out of desperation of 
getting your time back, desperation of having money or some sort of desperation. And our desperation was we just left. Uh, we were in a business partnership with um, an electrical or electrician. And so we were offering electrical and carpentry services and the concept of the business worked really well. But um, the marriage of the two directors, i.e. me and the other director, was not working well. And it ended very, very badly. Um, they say all millionaires have to go broke at some point. Well, I'm not a millionaire, but <laughs> you've got the, I've the definitely gone broke bit done. I've definitely had the gone broke bit. Um, it was probably the lowest I've ever ever been mentally to the point where, you know, I was quite prepared to go burn his house down with his wife and kids in it. Um, I can't understand why there was nearly a blue in the car park five minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, you know, I'm not I mean, a violent like it, man. No, I'm really, and I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm not, but. but in these two instances. Yeah. These two instances, you, you, you've highlighted my low points, but. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we, we joined out of desperation of getting, getting our lives back because when we, when we um, separated from that partnership, it very nearly went to court, but essentially the business split. I was owed. Well, I should have been owed like nearly $400,000. I saw none of that. I walked away with literally nothing. I had to fight tooth and nail to get my own tools back out of the workshop. Um, I had no money in the bank. I was worth a total of $870. We didn't have a car. We didn't have a house. And we had a $27,000 tax bill. So things were pretty low. Um so that was probably the driving factor of sort of where we came from and why we sort of reached out to to you guys to sort of see, well, there's got to be a better way of doing things. And so what was some of the, I suppose we can use the word mistakes or approaches, mindsets, processes that you were using back then to run your business? Uh, that you've that you've since found were, were probably flawed. That's that's a loaded question because there was no processes. <laughs> okay. um, there was plenty of flying by the seat of your pants. Mm. Plenty of being pr uh, reactive. Um, you know, I was basically a, a firefighter and a volunteer firefighter at that because I wasn't earning that much money to get paid <laughs> to put out the fires. Yeah. Um, it was – look, I mean, I'm not totally disappointed from the efforts that we put in. I mean, you know, we still managed to pay our bills when we were in that position, but it, it was just a really dark time. Like, I just can't – it's like trying to explain to someone who's going to be their first – their dad for their first time, what's it like, mm. you know? Until you've lived it, you don't really get it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were only newly married then as well. We'd had – uh, our firstborn, Eli, he came into the picture right in the middle of it. And genuinely, I think it really took a lot of the enjoyment of having our first child away from us because we were robbed of it. Yeah. You know, and, and we were, we, well, we were hundred percent a slave to our business. Mm. Yeah. It was shocking. And that's kind of one of the drivers behind what I'm doing with, with, with Black Belt is, is because there is, like people 
when when they decide they might be working for somebody else or whatever and they decide to go out on their own because they can obviously see the the, the flaws uh, and the errors that their boss is making and they think, well, he's a bit of an idiot. I, I think I could do a better job. Plus, I'm a good tradesman. Mm. I can do a better job and off we go. But the dream is we do that because we can. We, we believe we can have more money, we believe we can have more time and we believe we can be the master of our destiny and choose who we work with and who we don't and all of yeah. that. And, I mean, how many discussions have I had since I've been doing this with builders that that hasn't been the case. And here's another one. It's like we're a prisoner to this thing. We're, 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 we're that far into it. Um, we, we, we can't get out. We can't find a way out, but, um, you started to change a few things. So tell us some of the things that you learned that thought were a good idea and you implemented them, but, but don't just tell us that, you learned them and implemented them. There's got to be struggle in the implementation of these new ideas. You know, it's not oh. all rainbows and unicorns. No, not at all. And when you first implement big change, which is the changes are designed to change the direction of the ship you're sailing, honestly, they're friggin' hard. Um, <laughs> because you've, you've done it such a certain way for so long and it's about making your mind change the way it thinks of what what it should be, like how it should be done, if that makes sense. Mm. So half my battle was overcoming my own stubbornness, I guess. And, you know, I specifically remember when we were before COVID, you know, we were having quite regular in-person intensives. And yeah. the intensives for me were way more valuable than the online training and I mean everyone gets something different out of everything but for me that's where it was brilliant and I specifically remember sitting in one of the intensives and I think it might have been the Scoochie one I can't remember now and um, you're talking about um, profit first and also having goals Mm. now Everyone knows that you've got to have goals. Everyone's heard that you've got to have goals. But until you understand what it is to have a goal and a proper goal, you don't get it. (laughs) And I'll be honest, it's only been – so I've been with you for three or four years now. And it's only been in the recent times that I've actually understood what it is to have a goal. And I know that sounds silly because I am a bit of a slowie, <laughs> but I think it's, you know, you, you, you learn things and you get things when you need them. And, you know, I had other, other things that I had to do before goals became focused on my radar, I yeah. guess. So it's that journey of, of changing the direction of the business is friggin' hard. And, and, and it's funny, like, even though I feel we've, I was actually saying to Julie on the phone yesterday when she gave me a call, you know, we, we still have problems. We really do. Mm. But the problems we're having are not the B grade problems anymore. They're different problems. They're a different level of problem. Yeah. So no one's exempt from problems and no one's exempt for stress, but it, it, the problems change. Yeah. And that's what we found, you know, and um, 
it's funny how the, the, the penny drops and you're like, oh, that's what Mick's been saying all that time. <laughs> ah. Yeah. That guy actually does. And I don't tell him, but that's what he does. He does seem to know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, let's just unpack this for a minute because this is fascinating. Um, what, the fact that you know something? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, the fact that you're saying that, that you're a bit slow. And, and I just want to want to unpack this because mm-hmm. um, one of the things that, that we talk about in, in Black Belt now, so the, the, the journey to Black Belt is you can't even get into Black Belt. You've got to mm. go through a 12-week process called the Blueprint to Black Belt where we establish um, three fundamental pillars that, that make the biggest difference out of everything. Uh, <clears throat> and, then, and then off we go into Black Belt and start to do some of the sexy stuff. Now, um, you just finished saying that just prior to you making some changes, you were 800 and something dollars in the bank, 27 yep. grand down the hole, didn't yep. have a car, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Now, there are people listening to this that have been in business for a long, long time. And what I want you to share with us, that what is the difference in your situation now, particularly from a financial point of view, because it's easy, that's easy to measure. It's, it's numbers, and, and we're starting from a base of under a grand in, in, in cash. That's, that was the base that we started from. But fundamentally, 27 down the hole, lesser grand, so let's call it 26 in the red, mm. okay? Um, you probably, I don't know, you, you tell us whether you were you know, uh, renting or b- mortgage on a house, blah, blah, blah. What was the situation then compared to what it is now just uh, four years later. And the reason that I want to talk about this is that I want to dispel this myth that you have in your mind um, that, that you were slow to implement because there are, there are plenty of people out there that have, that have been in business for decades that are still struggling. Mm. Mm. And, and so, if- yeah, sorry. So where we were was, as I've said, you know, we were – we actually ended up having to rent a house through a private agreement through my wife's parents just to put a roof over our heads, had no money, not a car, blah, 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 blah. And then we heard about this strange little concept called Profit First. Now, I know that you spent a lot of time speaking about Profit First with a lot of people and you spent a lot of time speaking about Profit First with me. And whilst the concept... I thought I understood it was the implementation that I personally was struggling with. And because I didn't understand it fully, I didn't implement it fully. And that's what took the time. So what's that's done is like a little bit of an insight was we all know that every quarter the ATO put their little sticky hand out for a bit of a payment. (laughs) And they generally have the bigger hand. They, they put their hand out a little bit further than everyone else. Yeah. And, and first, if you don't give push the other hands yeah, out and the first, way. Yep. And if you don't give them that crispy high five that they're looking for, <laughs> you're in big trouble. So my headspace every time that came around is so Kristen has always done the the financial side of things of the business because she's just so good at it. And so she would say to me, Oh, here's our tax obligation for the quarter. And I'd look at how much money was in the bank, how much the obligation was. 
And I would actually find myself getting angry at Kristen, mm. even though it wasn't her fault. No. I was angry at her for having to pay so much tax <laughs> and, 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 and throwing my hands up in the air going, well, what's the point? You yep. know, what's the point of slogging my guts out to do this when they're just taking everything off the top? Yep. You know, and that's where I was. And, you know, it's, it's such a it's, – it's not a good place. No. Yeah. So anyway, um, we – Kristen and I sat down and we said, look, we've got to change something here. Let's, let's get serious about this implementation of the, um, of the profit first and let's just get it working for us because this is not working. Yeah. So I read the book a couple of times. Kristen read the book a couple of times. We had it on the, in the car together. We were doing a trip. We had it on audio book. And we just just tried to soak it in as much as we could. And soon enough, it just started to make sense. Whilst we didn't have it, like, you know, the, the distribution percentages and things like that, we're still a little bit unsure on that. But yeah. at least we, we started yeah. and we did something. Long story short, so from then to now, so this financial year, and I'm not saying this because we're in some sort of magical bubble of, you know, blank checks and fruit trees that grow money, yeah. we're not. Well, I, I wanted to make that point also because I do not want anybody listening to this saying, oh, well, but but Mitch is is lucky because he's over working in that mining area uh, where where there's all of this money. You know, if he was in, mm. in a, a suburban area or a region area building houses, it's a very, very different thing. It's bullshit. Like, it, it's the right. environment is the environment, and you can stuff it up just as badly in the mines as what you can anywhere else. Exactly right. Exactly right. And, you know, it's not all bells and whistles. And, you know, from the outside looking in, it looks like it's all, all fruit and roses, but... I tell you what, it's no easier to make a dollar in the mining industry than it is in the residential industry. It comes with its own challenges, yeah, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that aside, um, so let's take, you know, we've experienced COVID where, you know, everyone was either doom or gloom or, you know, there was yeah. sort of very polar opposites there. Yeah. But a snapshot this financial year for us, just with the – if we just ex- – um, brought in the profit first um, example. Yeah, our annual turnover has more than doubled, with not much difference in staff levels. Yeah, but our bottom line has more than tripled. Yeah, and I reckon this financial year we would have had to have paid close to a million dollars in tax. Yeah, not quite, but it'd be up there. She must have been very angry with Kristen having to pay a million dollars in tax. She must be ducking and weaving. (laughs) But the thing is, every time that that tax has come due, so when Kristen does the the two monthly distributions, we've got a little thing that she sends me a a visual snapshot of the business performance where it shows our obligations, money, the the, the real revenue figure, um, the distribution amounts and the account balances all in a little snapshot. Yeah. She sends that to me, and for every single time, the let's take the tax side of things. There's always more money in the account than what we need, yeah. and I just go, "Oh yeah, that's cool. Yep, yeah. sweet, just pay it." <laughs> so, so she feels much safer. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not like that whole getting angry over the situation. Now I look at it and go, "Oh, is that all? That's cool. We can put yeah. more money in the yeah. profit account." 
Well, let's and, talk about the profit account. Let's get a bit yeah. excited about the profit account. What sort of <laughs> toys have you bought yourself? Well, we've got a profit account and we've got an equipment account. Oh. And so our equipment account is given us the ability to buy an excavator, um, a brand new 20-foot scissor lift. But the excavator was brand new as well. Brand new um, 26-foot, or sorry, 36-foot all-terrain scissor lift. Wow. Um, a 12-ton tipping truck, and that's just this year. Yeah. That's that's amazing, and folks, that 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 isn't is not beholden to some sort of finance company for that. There are no, no. payments for these. No, we own them. In, yeah, this yeah. comes straight out of the equipment account. So you know, and we haven't even talked about, and I'm not going to ask you how much money's in your profit account. That's your business. But are you happy <laughs> about it? Well, I was actually talking to Joel Miner about this because we we're actually talking about our money in our profit account and what we're doing. Yeah. And I said to Joel, I said, it's it's a stupid problem to have and my next statement <laughs> is going to sound ludicrous, but we've got that much money in the profit account where you have to see a financial planner to yeah. know how to use it. Isn't that cool? Like th- these are the conversations that I'm now excited to have with a lot of the guys is that, that – and this is craziness. This is through COVID. This is through uh, where, where Scott Carson was sending me messages saying that, that since – 2011 April, uh, 342 builders have gone broke just in mm. in in Victoria. Um, yeah. In that period, you know, where there are people there talking about we have money for the first time ever uh, since we've learned to, to run our businesses properly in a bank account, and we need to go and see some sort of expert to figure out what to do with it. Mm. Do not think that you know what to do with it. You don't. <laughs> We need expert advice. What a stupid problem to have, though. What a great problem to have. (laughs) But you talk to talk to Joel, old mate, and and he's a little bit sad about things, you know. Um, Yeah. I I can I can sympathise with him because you know until until we had our goals and we we reset our goals, we were the same. I was getting out of bed going, I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. What what's what am I doing next? What's the next step? You know, so we created a new division in the business and we've gone into manufacturing. Yeah. So there's the next little hurdle. There's the something that gets me excited, you know. Yeah, and that's brilliant. <laughs> and that's, that's a conversation for another day. Like we've yeah. got to keep stretching ourselves with, with new goals. But I want to just circle back around to make the point about you not being slow to implement or slow to accomplish because we're talking about um, you've been in, in the group for, so let's say, call it four years. Um, and it's really only been the last year, maybe year and a half, that you decided to to make a shift with the profit first system. Yeah. And but you know, over that four year period, we've gone from uh, call it twenty six in the in the red to you know hundreds of thousands in the black and toys. Mm. Uh, you know. Uh, 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 machinery that can make you even more revenue, um, mm. and and you don't have to be paying the 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 asset purchase costs and and so forth. Uh, it's a big difference, and that that's an amazing amazing accomplishment. And one of the things that that um, 
we had a conversation about it. I'm, I just want to share with everybody about our pre-conversation conversation is that, that you're a bit hesitant to talk about this sort of stuff because there are people struggling. Um, mm. and, and we felt, or you felt, that sometimes that, you know, it does a bit of damage to those people. Um, because you know, I'll listen to this bloke boasting, and it's not boasting, folks. It I encouraged Mitch to talk about this, to give evidence, to give proof, to give hope that if you just change your mind a little bit, mm. if you mindset just mindset is everything. Yeah, if you just change a few of your approaches to things, things can change, and. You know, th- this is evidence. This is proof that it can. And, and we're here to help you. Like, you're in the tool shed already. And there's people like Mitch and there's people like Joel and, and all of these people that have been on the, the hot seats and spotlights that that you can reach out to and ask questions of and, and tap into their experience. And what we're trying to do by talking about this isn't, um, uh, you know, boasting. And, and Mitch was a bit concerned about that because... He felt that you can come across a bit arrogant and a bit like a dick if you're mm. if you're saying this. And and I had to to say no, no. We we've got to put this stuff out in front of everybody. So uh, they, if they want to get their head down and their ass up and start to change some things instead of doing the same thing over and over and over and wishing things were different, which is the definition of insanity so i've been led to believe <laughs> you can do it but it's it's not like we've got to give up this blaming the government blaming the economy blaming circumstances blaming the you know the geographical environment and blaming shortages because of covid and all of that everyone's got those circumstances and we've got some builders in the situation like mitch's and joel and and a lot of other builders as well that we've spoken to, uh, and we've got 342 going broke in one of the states of Australia in in a 12-month period. Mm. The circumstances are the same for everybody. Yep. We just need to have a different approach to them. You need to choose to succeed. That's essentially what it comes down to. Speak to me about that. What what <laughs> What did you... What did you think differently in relation to that? What were you thinking before? Because if you're just if you're saying you've got to choose to succeed, what were you choosing before? What were you well, thinking? <laughs> I'm a firm believer, and I think I've said this before, that nothingness breeds more nothingness. <laughs> so if you're getting out of bed on a Saturday morning where you theoretically have a day off and you can't get up, and put your shoes on and go and achieve something for the day and instead you sit on the couch and flick through TikTok or Facebook, you've achieved nothing. Yeah. Whereas you make a decision and I think, um, again, you know, yesterday I was saying to you guys about, you know, spending one hour a day learning something new to improve yourself. Yeah. And that's a choice. Yeah. And but I think you- that, that bit there, I just want to jump in there because I, I don't want anyone to think, oh, well, that Mitch is a bit of a dick because I, I work hard on Saturday. I, I put my boots on yeah. and, and I work hard. I don't sit down and watch TikTok or Facebook. I work hard. But that mm. last bit, that's the key bit of information. If you keep banging nails into wood and that is what you're doing to work hard, all that happens is you get really good at banging nails into wood. 
But mm. that last thing that Mitch said, that is the golden information. Invest an hour a day learning something new, whether it be uh, yep. a leadership skill, a communication yep. skill, a planning skill, a prioritising skill, a process, a, a system. You know, the, mm. the list is endless of what you can learn that is an investment in your future success. Well, you think about how much time people unconsciously spend on social media per day and they still say that they're too time poor to do it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm. You know, an hour a day is 365 hours a year. You know, that's a lot of that's a lot of training. <laughs> I don't you know? know that I could talk for that long, Mitch. <laughs> that's a lie. It's <laughs> yeah, an official lie, folks. I could easily talk that long underwater with a mouthful of rocks. Yeah, but the thing is like <laughs> The direction this is taking us, and I'll just quickly skim over this because I'm sure this is a topic that we could talk about forever, but to quickly skim over to sort of add weight to why I'm saying this is we took on a job. So since we niched, we've really been able to improve the quality of our clients and the quality of work we take on, and we're so comfortable in saying no. But we took on a job, which was our dream job, and it was a massive job, probably the biggest value job we've ever done. And since the 6th of October until the weekend before, sorry, the weekend of Easter this year, I had 12 days off. That's 12 days off, including Christmas. Yeah. Now, that's just learning how to bang hammer, nails into wood better. But it was for a goal. It was for a purpose. But where I'm going with that is, is what that exposed is I had contractors and people I inter, inter, um, engaged with on site saying, how do you run a business the size of yours and you're never there? And it's because we've got systems in place. And look, that's come at a massive cost. We had we had nearly a $300,000 learning curve about not having systems in place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's that's for another story, another day. But yeah. um, our grand plan is that has exposed holes. We've exposed what we're doing well. We've learnt from it. We've created positions to get beside us. And now where we're going is Kristen's going to be looking at resigning from out of the business. And because she's no longer needed, so she's going to concentrate on her business and the kids. And I'm taking a step back from the day-to-day management of the business because when a business is reliant on its director, it's not a business, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been absolutely fascinating speaking with you. I've just saw that the, 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 the timer clicked over for just over 30 minutes. So um, <laughs> it was a really good 15-minute conversation yeah. that I promised that we'd have. Um, <laughs> just, we just had two of them. That was all. That's right. Uh, Double I, bubble. Yeah, I don't think that we, uh, we we padded it out or said anything that didn't need to be said. So uh, fantastic stuff. I'm excited to, to, to see what happens next. I wrote to you the other day and said, please don't save up all of these wins and overwhelm me all in one hit. Can you drip feed me <laughs> as they happen? Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, and just one other quick thing, because people are listening to you saying live intensive. The, the intensive folks is certainly, uh, the, it, it's just our jargon. It's our name for our face-to-face conferences. So since COVID has happened, obviously we've been doing them all on Zoom. Everyone is absolutely sick of it. Um and they are just so looking forward to getting together. And the cool thing is that we're all getting together on the Gold Coast in uh, in June, the end of June, for a couple of days for our first in-person intensive or conference uh, since November 2019. So 
There's going to be a lot of catching up. There's going to be a lot of laughs. Uh, there's probably going to be a bit of um, COVID protocol broken with hugging and, and stuff like that because <laughs> these people get on so well with each other. Uh, and just before we go, I ask this to everybody. What is your – what? give me some comments or thoughts on being part of a group of like-minded people such as, as Black Belt versus just being coached by a coach? It's one thing to hear it. It's another thing to hear it from people that are living it. And that's as simple as it is. You know, you, you same as when you went to school, it's one thing listening to the teacher, but when you're with with people that are implementing the th- stuff that you're learning and having the wins, having the losses, and the losses are just as important. Yeah. Um, you, you can't buy that, you know. You can buy a, an Excel course from this TAFE. You can, you can buy you know, a diploma through paying fees to learn to learn the education. But unless you have a group of people that you can get beside and and learn from, you can't buy that. You know, it's amazing. Like just, I can't reiterate that enough, to be honest. Yeah, they're a pretty amazing group of people. Um, it, it's it's kind of a happy accident the way that it's, that it's happened. Uh, mm. But, you know, I, I had to, I had to wrap my mind around, I, I thought that if if I wasn't doing this one on one stuff, it would represent less value to our our coaching clients. But since we've been doing the group stuff and getting the groups together, and and I, I I've I've threatened this plenty of times, and and I, I suspect it might happen at some stage. And hope I'm not jinxing myself by saying I'll get COVID before the next intensive, and I won't be the, <laughs> I'll be the only one that won't turn up. But I can guarantee you, if I didn't turn up to a conference and just the black belt members spent two days together. They would come away and say that was the best one we've ever had. And that's nothing against you. That's just no. simple fact. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. The, the 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 when you, when you get that peloton together and they're all pointing uh, in the same direction, which is how can I help my f- fellow members succeed? The magic happens. It is absolutely amazing environment to to view and be part mm. of. Yeah, that's right. So there you have it. I better let you go before uh, you know. Old mate kicks you out of that parking spot, and you've got to move your car somewhere else. Uh, oh, I've got to go and do a breatho now. A breatho. <laughs> I, I thought you had yeah. to do a rat test as well. No, I did that. I got my negative result. Now I've got to go and do a breatho. Okay. All right. <laughs> that puts paid to your drinking at lunchtime. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, Mitch. Uh, have a great day, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Thanks for being on our uh, hot seat or spotlight. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Bye.